Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Terrell Turner. Terrell is a CPA. He's co-founder of TL Turner Group, a fractional CFO firm. He is also host of the podcast, The Business Talk Library, which I was very honored to record an episode on that recently. And we're going to talk today about his services, what a fractional CFO is, and anything else he can educate me on. So Terrell, welcome to the Unique CPA. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. It was great talking to you last week on your show, and I really appreciate that. You actually have multiple podcasts, don't you? Other than the the Business Talk Library, didn't I see there's other things out there you're recording? Yeah, so we have a couple of shows. I mean, we, we started off just just creating like five minute, uh, the two to five minute videos, and then it kind of expanded. Like, hey, let's have a show where we interview other business owners, business leaders. I think because we were just hearing so many people talk about, I call it the social media version of being an entrepreneur, which I'm like, that doesn't match reality. So let's talk to real people and hear what the real story is. And people started asking us about like, hey, can you talk a little bit more finance and accounting? So my wife and I started a second show called Finance and Accounting Show. Nice. And then also uh, my wife is fluent in four languages. So she does a show in Spanish for the Spanish speaking audience. And then one of my friends that I went to graduate school with, he wanted to focus on careers and like the accounting, the finance space. So he does a show on careers and we kind of help with some of the background stuff on the editing and all that under the Business Talk Library umbrella. Wow. So you're like a podcast conglomerate. You're, you're out there. You're, <laughs> you're going to take over the podcasting world, it sounds like, at least from the financial side of things. So that's pretty cool. You are a grizzled veteran compared to me. What you you I know on the, the Business Talk Library, you have well over 200 shows now, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're, I think we're at like 260 plus, I think right now. All right. So I'm going to learn a few things from you today. Then. <laughs> I, I think we're at about 40. I actually should know that. I think this is about the 40th episode. So uh, 40% of our way to 100. So we're getting there, but nowhere near your 200 plus yet. So, all right, well, let's get into talking about what you do. So fractional CFO, obviously kind of can get the idea of what it is by the name, but can you give us a little definition of what a fractional CFO does? Yeah, I would say, I mean, a fractional CFO is going to look at kind of the strategic and kind of the mix of the operational side of the business. So as you're thinking about, hey, we're thinking about introducing this new product. Okay, what price do we need to put on it? You know, what does it do to our cost structure? You know, what's the expected cash flow or like, hey, we're going to do something bigger where we're going to actually buy another business. Well, you know, what's the right valuation you should aim for? How much cash do we need to infuse in the business? Or, hey, we need to do a price change. What does that mean? And really going through looking at kind of the operational side and then the strategy and kind of bringing it together. And then also having conversations with the CPA or if some companies that have a bookkeeper, having a conversation with them and making sense and tying it all together so that the people who are operating the business can make informed financial decisions. 
All right. So a lot of what you just said there is more like based on transactional deals. We're going to do this. So now we need help setting that up. I'm assuming on an ongoing basis, you're helping out just understand financial statements and understand, you know, potential pitfalls of taxes, you know, if they're running some business online and they don't think about sales tax in, you know, different jurisdictions, is that types of advisory services you're working on as well? Yeah. So we do bring that into play because a lot of the people that we're working with, I mean, they're passionate about their craft. They don't even know what to be aware of on the financial, the accounting tax side. And say being a CPA, it's like, I understand that. So I can at least bring it to their attention like, hey, here are some things we need to consider on the sales tax side or the taxation side or, hey, here are things like here's how the accounting works for that type of transaction. This is how we need to think about those type of things. Okay. So in general, does your engagement with the client usually open-ended or is it, okay, we're working on this specific project for this length of time. What's a normal engagement you see then on that? Yeah. So we have some that we have recurring, like, for example, restaurants where we work together. We have weekly calls where we're going through, okay, what did the numbers look like for last week? What do the margins look like as we're talking through that? And as they're thinking about, you know, their future plans, like what do we need to change? So I'm working with them on an operational level. And then there are some clients where they really need me for a transaction. So those, I would say we do more project-based work on the transactions. But like I said, some clients we are working in in the day to day. And one of the things that we did realize is that a lot of clients, what they were having is they had a bookkeeper, but the bookkeeper wasn't helping them understand what the numbers actually meant. So one of the programs we launched was a program called Bookkeeper Plus, where we partnered with a couple of bookkeeping firms where we take over the, the, the bookkeeping. So our partners do the bookkeeping and then we're working, having whether it's weekly, biweekly or monthly meetings with the clients to go through the numbers saying, hey, this is what the numbers mean. These are some of the decisions we need to think about based on the data that we're seeing. Okay. I think that's an awesome service you provide. So anytime anybody starts a business, or is running a business that, that exists. I mean, they're running a business that their passion most likely isn't tax and accounting. You know, their passion is whatever that business is they started, whether it's selling bicycles or a restaurant or, you know, whatever it is, it's usually based on a passion or a knowledge or a talent that they have. But that tax and accounting side is one of the most important sides of the business and not being on top of that would obviously potentially hurt everything you're doing. So I, th- I think having you available to go out and consult on those things is invaluable. And I think every business owner should be looking at that. You know, some of them are at a point where they have a CFO internally, but even those services can still use an outside person looking at it. So I think the service you bring in is great. I guess to back up a little bit then, talking about your services, how did this start? Where'd you get this idea and, and, and why did you do it? Yeah, I mean, so I spent most of my career in working for Fortune 500 companies like uh, Navistar, which makes, you know, school buses, heavy duty vehicles. And then I moved over to General Electric and at General Electric, I was in the aviation division and I worked at a lot of like their smaller business units. And part of my job was working with the supply chain team or working with the sales team and helping them understand the financial implications of the decisions that they were thinking about making. 
so that they could make better decisions. And I realized like finance and accounting is something that I enjoy, but there are a ton of people who are out making day-to-day or week-to-week business decisions that don't understand the financial implications. And as I began working with them and helping them understand it, what I started noticing is the results of the business started to improve. And so after I left General Electric, I took a director of FP&A role with a startup. And in the startup world, everybody's kind of running a million miles an hour in so many different directions. And people were making decisions that were kind of working against each other financially. So I worked a lot with them to help them understand like, hey, let's level set. Here's what the financial picture of those decisions look like. And people started to, it was almost like the light bulbs went off. They're like, oh, that's probably, I shouldn't do that. Or, hey, that's actually hurting the business. And I think as I started doing that more, I'm like, man, there are probably a ton of business owners out there that are having these same issues. They just don't realize it. So I was like, I can take my knowledge of accounting, finance, and tax, and I can offer it as a service to help business owners. And I've been seeing the light bulbs go off for them because they're like, oh, that makes more sense now. And they're able to make better decisions. It has to be pretty rewarding to, to get in and help a client and help them turn that corner of understanding those financials. So that's that's pretty cool. When you started then, I want to kind of get into how you were getting business. And I'm assuming the CPA firm is a referral source that you have currently. Is that, and is there other ways that clients come to you? Yeah, the start of it was there were a couple of people that, again, they would reach out to me where we originally started just creating videos where I'd explain, like people would ask me questions and I was working a full-time job at the time. And I was like, I don't have time to take everybody's call. So when people would ask me a question, I would just create a video and answer their question and say, hey, you know, here you can go check out the question or the video. Like I had a friend that was an optometrist who would have questions. So I would just create the video, tell them to go check it out. And in doing that, it really started helping me to start understanding what are the types of challenges people were having. And so I just continued creating videos. And then when I decided to leave my career full time to start it on my business, one of the pieces of advice I got is, you know, talk to people who are already doing it. So I actually, I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. So for about three months, I would hop on the phone with other fractional CFOs, with other CPAs in my city. Um, I think I ended up talking to like over 60 people in a matter of four months of just letting them know who I was, what type of work I did. And it really started kind of this network of referrals. So some CPAs would refer even some other fractional CFOs that were over their capacity, they would refer people. And then that's where I got into doing the business talk library of just having other entrepreneurs and business owners and business leaders on to talk about their business, talk about their story. And that allowed me to develop relationships with them. And that led to referrals as well. Huh. And when, when you started getting these referrals, did that create any niche businesses or are you pretty much helping every industry that, that needs some help? Yeah, well, it definitely has created a niche. I think over the past uh, month, 
you know, I, I started to focus on the niche. And, and I think that's always been kind of a early on, I, I heard, hey, you know, you want to focus on your niche. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my niche. And there wasn't client traction there. So I'm like, okay, maybe that shouldn't be my niche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a little bit of trial and error. And then I think, Maybe about, you know, three weeks ago, I was looking at like kind of our clients and I was like, we have like 12 different restaurants. Maybe that's our niche. And then there are some other clients that are in the food industry where they make consumer packaged goods that they sell in supermarkets and stores regionally and nationally to where I'm just like, you know what, maybe that is our niche. And so I would say kind of the restaurant and food industry is our niche. Yeah, well, it sounds like, so do you have a passion for food as well as uh, as finance and accounting? <laughs> you know, I do. I, I have a, a, a huge, I mean, and it works out great because my wife has a, a passion for trying and, and cooking different dishes. She lived in like nine different countries before she came to the U.S. as a teenager. So trying the different dishes from different cultures and stuff like that to where it's like it became a way for us to marry, hey, our experience with finance and accounting with, you know, our love for food. And I think it's very rewarding to see restaurants start to make those mental shifts, because what I find is most restaurants, chefs or those that are making a product, they know their product, but they just don't know the business side of things. Right. So to help them make those mental shifts is extremely rewarding. That's nice. So, and, and that industry in general is an industry that's been hit pretty hard lately yes. with pandemic and that. So they obviously can use your help. Have, have you had to uh, navigate all the legislation that's out there now? There is actually a lot of opportunities to help restaurants with some legislation. Is that something that you're... Uh, advising them on or working with them on or digesting still? Yeah, I've been diving into it a bit more um, and really helping them navigate those things. Like, you know, when it came down to like the PPP and even when it comes down to just, you know, with the, the mandates on capacity restraints of just going through like building out financial models, like, hey, if your capacity goes down, what does that look like? Or if you need to transition more of your business to delivery, hey, what does that do to your business model? What makes sense? And hey, can you keep the same level of employees? And what sales numbers do you need to hit to maintain that employee base? And helping them kind of navigate those and get access to capital to keep their business and their baby and their dream alive. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. It is. You are a very important person to restaurants these days, and hopefully the light's at the end of the tunnel for them coming out of this with some strong uh, business potential going forward. So that's great. Anything else I missed on fractional CFO or anything you want to highlight that is important that we haven't touched on? No, I mean, I think that that, that covers it. I mean, from the standpoint that a fractional CFO is going to understand all of the like the aspects of the accounting and the finance functions of your business to where, like I said, as you and I talked in shows, like I'm not a specialist in tax. I understand it enough to know when we need to bring a specialist right. in to where I tell people that as a fractional CFO is going to be there to kind of help you kind of coordinate that of letting you know, hey, when do we need to bring someone in that knows tax credits more than we do? because that's not something that, you know, your average business owner is going to even think about or even know to think about. Right. I think that's great. I think really with the push for client advisory services, client accounting services, the CPA firms have now 
uh, having an option like you to bring in there to help them with their clients, I think is invaluable. And so I wish you luck with everything. I, I know you have a huge passion for what you're doing. I've heard it in your podcast and I just hear it every time I've talked to you. So, so I appreciate that. A couple of things before we close, but one, and I didn't warn you this, so we'll see uh, if I put you on the spot, uh, what you come up with here, but I, I usually like to ask people a fun fact about them. So is there a fun fact about uh, Terrell Turner that we need to know? Are you an avid hiker or you collect marbles? Are you a, a, a bourbon fan? Is there anything that we need to know about you? I would say, you know, I'm always in between two. So, so I'll say the first one is I would say I moved about nine times before, I guess, before I hit middle school because my dad was in the military. So it forced me to always like be adaptable. So, so I, I'm, I'm a fan of traveling. And then of course my wife, she lived in nine different countries. So I was like, you know, I'm an avid fan of just traveling, seeing new things. The other thing that I always like bring up with people is like a hobby of mine is, are like jigsaw puzzles. And, you know, I'm not sure, maybe it was just, hey, it gives me a recess from all the things that I normally have to think through. Right. And right. I mean, it, and it became a good thing because I have like a couple of nonverbal autistic nephews and they love puzzles. So it just became something that we could do. Nice. To where I'm just like, I'm an avid, like I say, jigsaw puzzles. I mean, I haven't done any competitions or anything like that, but I do like the two them for fun. Yeah. Are there competitions like speed jigsaw puzzle? you know competitions or something or what are the competitions no i've heard of some like speed jigsaw um, puzzle wow. competitions they're wow. they're rare but i was just like yeah i'm not that level uh, i'm more of just kind of a recreational person That's cool yeah we go in spurts with those they're fun it has been a few months or oh, probably at least six months since we've done one but that now that you said it i'm gonna look in the cabinet that's right to my right now where we have some jigsaw puzzles and pull some out for the weekend. So, all right, before we wrap up, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, where can they find you on your know, website, social media? What's the best thing? Yeah. So if they're looking to get in touch with me directly, LinkedIn is probably one of the best places to, and easiest places. It's Terrell A. Turner, comma CPA. And then also they can go over to our website. It's www.businesstalklibrary.com. And there they'll be able to see like all the different shows we're doing. But at the top, there's a ask a question. So they can definitely contact us there. They can ask a question. It'll send an email to us. Our team will get it. And like I say, we'll, we'll definitely aim to get back in touch with people as quick as possible. All right. Well, that's awesome. And I, I really can't stress enough the importance of, of bringing you or, or somebody like you into a business that's starting up or having problems or, or looking to go to a next level or just whatever financial situation you're in. It is truly invaluable. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for joining us today. And you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading edge management techniques and styles. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios. 